0: The greatest and most important adventure of our lives is discovering who we really are. Yet so many of us walk around either not really knowing or listening to an awful inner critic that give us all the wrong ideas about ourselves. We mistakenly think of self-understanding as self-indulgence, and we carry on without asking the most important question we'll ever ask. Who am I really? Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Rainbow Channel. My name is Tony Polines and I'm your host. Today, we are going to talk about finding yourself in the context of accepting who you are, especially your sexuality. A lot of people have struggled with coming out, but accepting yourself is the hardest. Today, I am joined by someone who struggled so much in accepting his true identity. Only in the end, he found his true self and now living a happy life in Australia. Right, so with me is another Twitter space friend. Um, please welcome, Lance. Hi, Lance.
1: It's only salamat sa panpapangalak kito sa podcast
0: mo. Oh my it's a God, my pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So, Lance, um, you're based in Australia, right? And you're based in where? In Melbourne?
1: Oh, it's in Melbourne. So... Actually, used I. I used to live in Sydney because that's where I moved to first when I came to Australia. Mm-hmm. So I was there for like two years, and then I moved to Melbourne after two years because I got assigned here for work. We uh-huh. can talk about that later. There's a reason behind why I moved to Melbourne and I really okay. like here in Melbourne. Um, you've been you've been you, you, it's you, also you, part you, of my coming up story. <laughs> uh, but you've been living there yeah. in Melbourne already. Yes, I've been here for six years now, I think. All
0: right, okay. Do you yeah. know that I have a twin brother who lives in Melbourne? Oh, you have a twin brother in Melbourne? I have a twin brother who lives in Melbourne and with his wife. Oh, that's cool. They, yes, yes. They, oh, right. used live okay. in, in, they used to live in New Zealand, but um, the reason why they moved there is because the eldest wanted to go to a performing arts school in Melbourne. So hmm. being a supportive, parent so they approved them, uh, themselves from New Zealand to Melbourne and have been living there. I'm not sure oh, how many years really sweet. there, but yeah, they've been, they've been living there for a while now. Ayun. Sige, so how so years have you move to Australia?
1: So I was 23, 22 or 23, can't remember now, Some, somewhere around that age. Yeah.
0: It okay. so so, that quite late, no? move sa ano sa ibang bansa. Was it uh, difficult? It was, I
1: finished. It was difficult, definitely, because I I, fin- I just finished my uni then. I was, uh-huh. I was taking master's degree back like, in the uh-huh. Philippines
2: uh-huh.
1: when my visa got approved. And then as soon as my visa got approved, I was like, yeah, let's 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 go straight to the Phil- to, to Australia. <laughs> um, it was. Uh, it's, it's it's hard because it's expensive. There's a lot of wait time. There were, there were a lot of interviews. They were questioning my health because I do have like a health problem as well uh-huh. uh, related to my spine, which is something gen- genetic. Yeah. Uh, and then when I moved to Australia, you, you know, when you move to another country, you're basically leaving your life behind. The yeah. You know, your friends, your family, the community you've, you've, you've lived with. You yeah. start from scratch when you move to another country so my first year in australia was really hard mm. um, even though i knew how to speak english mm. it, it, it was very different from what i was used to in the philippines like yeah someone would start talking to me in english and i didn't understand anything at all yeah um, it, it's because the accent is just very different as well uh, there's just a lot of things like culturally as well there's a culture shock involved yeah. like, there's just so many things that I assumed to be normal things in the Philippines were mm-hmm. kind of weird in Australia. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was hard. It was hard sort of like that first year here in Australia, mm-hmm. just trying to get by, just trying to learn their culture and trying mm-hmm. to assimilate. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a bad case of cultural alienation when I came here. Um, yeah, and I got really depressed That's how.
0: Right, okay. but um were you um, were you a student when you moved to Australia, or are you working already, or you're basically trying to f- look for a job or, or what or study?
1: Yeah, so I, I came here to Australia uh, with the purpose of looking for a job, so that uh-huh. was in my visa mm-hmm. um, requirements that I need to find a job within two years. Mm-hmm. So I came here. I started applying for a job, and I fortunately got a job after a month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, uh, and uh, that went on. I haven't stopped working since. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're all like that. We haven't started. Um, we haven't stopped working since when we left.
2: Right, yes. We started. Yeah,
0: right. Do parang ano parang yeah. na parang yun, 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 yun ang there's no, there's no play mm. to, 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 get a gap, parang school, you can gap year. Yung working deeper. because <laughs> so you have to pay your bills.
1: Exactly, <laughs> you have to pay your bills. Have to pay your rent. Yeah, exactly. And, and rent here in Australia is expensive. I'll tell you that it's very expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like it, 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 it like slashes. your it, it's like a fourth of your salary already. And if you're a starter, if you're, like, you know, if you're just starting in your career, it's almost half of your salary. Wow. uh, Of your monthly salary. It's crazy. And I was living in Sydney, which has, like, the highest uh, house prices and uh, rental prices in Australia. Is they family with you. Yes, my family is with me now. So they live in Sydney as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. My my mom is there. My sisters are there. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it works really well for us because you know if I need if I need some family, they just fly to Sydney. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Growing up, um, well, okay, you're openly gay, right? Mm. Like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. You're
0: openly gay. Uh growing yeah. up, uh, especially back home in the Philippines, are you um are you do you know already that you're gay or not really?
1: Oh gosh how how do you want me to answer this question Because I feel like it's gonna be a long story, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell well, this story. i've always I've always known I was gay. Uh-huh. but I did not want to believe I was sort of thing. Yeah. That was kind of the case. I think a lot of Filipinos feel that way.
2: I think yeah, at no. least
1: during my time, uh-huh. you know when when being gay wasn't wasn't as tolerated as it is today. Mm. So I had a I think my first epiphany or my first realization that I may was um, I was watching this Hollywood movie with my mom and at the same time, at that time, I was a big fan of Power Rangers. Oh, okay. And I was a big na of bagong So I wasn't wearing anything under there. Yeah. And then, and then I saw the, the, the main character of the movie. I was like, wow, he looks like that main character in Power Rangers. Uh-huh. And then, big long to me As I was sitting next to my mom, sabi ko, to. <laughs> it was the first time I've ever had an erection. Uh-huh. Um, and it was from that movie. And then my mom was like, oh, it's nothing. <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> and then, uh, and then there was actually one time where, um, in in kindergarten, I think,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um was so I was I was, it was a graduation day, mm-hmm. and then I finally met up with the students from another classroom, uh-huh. and then I was on the queue with this guy from this other class, and he, I thought he was really cute, we just bonded together, mm-hmm. and then. On the, on the queue we just kept talking about stuff and all that and after the graduation ceremony of course I, I didn't know how to see him after so there was no concept of like can i get your number later because we were just kids we were like kindergarten yeah. but on the way home in the car i was just like talking about him in the car to my mom i was just like talking you know this this guy he was really nice and i really like him <laughs> and then i remember my mom i remember my mom trying really hard to ask me how about that girl the, the this pretty girl named diana i still remember the name she was really pretty right and i was like yeah but this guy like he was like i don't know about <laughs> it. i can't explain it but he was he was really nice and i, I want to know his i still remember his name his name was um uh, oliver you
0: know who he is now
1: i don't know who he is anymore i don't know what's his real name like his full name mm-hmm. i still remember his full name um, it was Oliver. i still remember his first name it was oliver mm-hmm. that was how impactful he was to me uh wow. as like a, you know as a as a guy growing up <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it was but I, I remember i remember looking at his face and i was like fascinated i'm not not sure if it was attraction but i was like he's cute Mm-hmm. sort of thing but maybe as a kid it was kind of like admiration uh-huh. but yeah I just couldn't stop talking about him in the car and my mom was really trying her best to distract me from that thought by talking about this girl that I wasn't even interested in
2: <laughs>
1: and then he showed me like oh see this, we just had photos developed of this of this girl you like her I'm like yeah, but we didn't have photos of Oliver. We should have had photos of Oliver. Anyway, at that time, I didn't know I was kind of infatuated already for him. But looking back now, I understand what what, what I was feeling back then.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so those were like the, the first two instances that I remember recognizing being recognizing myself as a gay. Uh-huh. But this was the last. This was there was one incident that I got, that. Um, I confirmed Miguel uh-huh. so when I was in high school I think I was 11 years old uh-huh. um, my mom took me to this internet cafe I don't know if internet cafes are still thing back in the Philippines but um, you know you you you, you rent a computer for one yeah. hour yeah, yeah. There are, this internet cafe is special because it's got cubicles and you can lock the door so every computer has a room and you can lock the door Okay, like, wow. my mom took me there uh-huh. my mom took me there So oh let's just use the internet cafe because we, we we were waiting for someone uh-huh. and it was going to take them two hours so it's, I was just wait in the internet cafe uh-huh. and so I, I got my own room and oh. obviously when you're a kid and you get all that power in your hands to search anything you like you know in privacy you would search uh-huh. for things yeah exactly <laughs> so, the first thing I searched can you guess <laughs> porn <laughs> gay porn close enough but I, I wanted to know what a penis looks like among adults so i was like oh i was like adult penis so I was like searching <laughs> that on the on the internet okay and then i just I, I saw all these hot pictures i was like oh my god they're so big and then i got really hard for no reason like i didn't even touch myself uh-huh. and what's funnier is I was, was I was still browsing the uh, I was browsing the photos uh-huh. I came I just came inside my pants without touching myself uh-huh. so grab it. I was like revelation inside uh, Oh shit I've never felt this way before but, uh,
2: wow
1: then I confirm that was attractive sexually attractive so but uh, uh-huh. I was denying it I was I was kind of in, in my head I was like you know maybe this is just normal for kids these days and uh-huh. I need to watch more straightforward <laughs> <laughs> I need to um, I need to I need to get more alpha male friends to make sure I don't grow up like this yeah My whole life. Uh Um, So the rest of my teens were were focused on that, you know, having alpha male friends, Mm. um, uh, just watching straight forward, avoiding gay porn at all costs. I would even force myself to watch lesbian porn Mm. just so I could like condition my mind because in my head it's like, oh, I can condition my mind. And back then I was really religious. So Mm. I would also like pray a lot to God and be like, Mm. Lord, please not make me gay. <laughs> nah. So in a way, I internalized growing up in homophobia uh-uh. because I know what it's like to be gay in the Philippines. Uh-uh. My gay classmates were always bullied. They were always the subject of ridicule. Ridicule and yeah, I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be that. Yeah, of course. So I did everything at all costs to be not that person because i was afraid uh to be bullied at school Mm. i was afraid my parents wouldn't accept me Um, Mm -hmm. and i come from a very religious family too and you know the our our perception of gays in the family has always been very it's always been very bad they go to hell they're promiscuous Uh they're evils in disguise you know Um, so I did not want to be gay at all like i i, mm-hmm. I wish if maybe if if I, maybe as as a kid I wanted to be just normal mm-hmm. <laughs> so my whole teenage years until uh I, I was twenty two years old I mm-hmm. repressed those feelings I repressed all those attractions yeah. <laughs> and going through um
0: and then you went to Australia when you were 23 years old. But during university time, what, what were you like? Were you still struggling then? Or were you still in denial of your sexuality? Or have you encountered someone already? Like, uh, yeah, so were you, were you were still facing the same dilemma?
1: Well, in college, I was... Um... I was still struggling i was still it was the same as when i was in high school i was still in denial Mm -hmm. Uh, i get repressing my feelings Mm -hmm. Um, so in college i distracted myself by focusing my studies Uh and i think i think because i was just focused on my studies i would go home and just study more and like um, you know practice more and stuff i got really arguably good at what i do now
2: uh-huh.
1: because of that because I, I i kind of translated all my energy just uh, towards my studies yeah so there was no distraction until maybe at least my last year in uni where um, i did have an encounter with someone mm-hmm. um that it's <clears throat> the model out there and then i got yeah i just got sucked. <laughs> someone Someone sucked me in the cubicle. I think it was a gateway. Uh-huh. It was a gateway. Wow. Someone sucked me because I was basically. I on a urinal. That was there was this guy next to me in the urinal. The beginning thing, and then I was just curious, and then he touched he touched my he touched me, uh-huh. and then he he whispered, Okay. <laughs> Anyone loves keyboard. Because it was very quiet that night. It was uh-huh. very quiet. That was so. I was like, I was feeling adventurous. I was, I was uh-huh. very curious then.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So how um, was like? Siguro, it was. It was good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, pag, after ba dun, hinanap mo na siya? Oh my God, I wanted
1: to experience more. I tried to erase it from my memory. Because uh-huh. I felt after that, I felt, I felt, I was still religious. I, was, mm-hmm. I felt sinful. And mm-hmm. I regretted it. Mm-hmm. Even though it was good, I, I really felt good. You know, after that, I felt like I should have not done that. That was
2: uh-huh.
1: embarrassing. and uh-huh. that was, I came out of the toilet feeling really, how do you, how do you call that? degrading degrading. degraded yeah 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 so i went home i showered so hard (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so cute yeah i was very regretful of that and then Uh i tried to erase it from my memory and Uh because i was very resentful of it i did not entertain it in my thoughts for a while Mm -hmm. until i moved to australia Mm -hmm um so in australia i was working for um for a big bank for a couple of months and then i was i was really feeling depressed i was just feeling lonely because i had no friends no one really to talk to so much Mm -hmm. um and i thought i think this is not healthy because this is like the worst i've ever felt about myself in a while and that's when i google googled stuff online mm-hmm. and I just looked for a therapist, and the f- first result that came mm-hmm. from the page, I just clicked on it and then I booked the a session with this therapist uh-huh.
0: um before you yeah. continue with the therapist um, um Lance um when you when you were struggling then you were in you were in um Sydney. Your family is with you, right, during that time, or you're basically on your own for for that particular time.
1: For that particular time, so, so feeling I was still on my own at that time.
0: Mm. Um, so my family wasn't in the picture just yet. Mm-hmm. And to uh-huh. Okay, mm-hmm. and no friends, so, and zero. Then, if you have friends, it's not the kind of friendship that you can trust to tao. because Yeah, yeah, I
1: had like yeah i had like work right so i get to see every every week yeah uh, uh we, we we joined the company almost at the same time so you know mm-hmm. we, we we had lunch together but it, it, it wasn't some there were people i was very open to mm-hmm. the organic open at that time uh-huh. and i was always filtering myself so anything i do i always every action i do i always it always goes through a filter in my head. Uh-huh. Like, oh, is this is this straight enough for me to do? I was okay. conscious of those things. Like everything I need, everything I do, I would always try to filter it, evaluate. It. Is this straight enough? Is this straight passing? Is uh-huh. this would people not be suspicious of me if I do this? Uh-huh. Uh, so that was always the thought process back then. Cause mm-hmm. I internalized homophobia and mm-hmm. I hated in a way I didn't realize I was really hating myself uh-huh.
0: how, how were you performing in in, in uh, how, was, how was your performance at work did it came to a point like it affected your work already work performance because of because of the struggle
1: Um, not really I think I think in, in I wouldn't say it affected my work performance but it affected how I worked by that I meant I mean, because I kind of wanted to distract myself from, you know, what I was feeling. I would work overtime.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Like, I would work on weekends, even though I do Australia. Uh-huh. I would work till 9 p.m. in the office. Uh-huh. Because there was nothing else for me to do other than work. I did not uh-huh. have, I did not go to parties. I did not have friends. Um, why
0: is that? Is, is it because that you're gay? That's the reason why parang iiwas ka
1: I think so. I think I was scared because mm-hmm. if, if I want to be friends with someone, they they see a filtered version of me. Mm-hmm. Uh fake, me, a fake version uh, of me, Yeah. And I did it and, and and being with those people for longer periods of time meant I have um. to fake my identity for that long. And it's uh-huh. a lot of energy. It uh-huh. takes a lot of energy to do that. Yeah. You're faking yourself in front of people. Um. So so going to parties and stuff like that or being invited for dinner, I kind of always felt like I needed to avoid it. Uh-huh. Um, at all costs. Like I, said, I just I just couldn't uh, burden myself with the effort of hiding my true identity. Mm. Uh, because even though those friendships were great and I love I love my friends that time. Uh, <clears throat> it felt like it felt like uh, I was friends with them as a different person. Mm-hmm. I was wearing a mask. So yeah. So I was always oh my God, uh, add to that the fact that I'm introverted, so whenever I spend time with people, it always felt like I was draining so much energy uh-huh. uh, very easily.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. But what so, about time? How are you then? I
1: leave early. <laughs> <laughs> I go. I go. You know, like after one hour or two hours, I leave early and I can excuse. Whatever, I'm tired, or I have this event in the morning that I need to go to,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or I'm uh, meeting someone else. You didn't involve
0: yourself with hobby or sports.
1: General, have- I sport. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know what my hobbies to because even in college, your hobby score was related to my field that was programming and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just in front of the computer all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest mistake was I did not have a hobby that wasn't related to my job or in my the field of expertise
0: parang yun lang yung ginawang mo so when you work and ang pangtag kasi core core lang talaga hindi ka paoding
1: mag-ito
0: hindi ka paoding mag-ani to mag-nyan kase don lang yun mm, na ka-focus mo
1: hindi lang focus and, and it was scary uh, it's also scary to do other things because mm. in my head it's like I need to focus on my career I need to build my career if I do this I could potentially lose opportunities and stuff so the thought of partying felt like something, I would feel guilty about partying. Well, why I think. why Why that? I think, I think I trained myself growing up to think that having fun is wasting something.
0: Or is it because when you are in a party, because you're faking it, so everything that is going to come out in your mouth and your actions are, are all straight. Right. Hence, when you yeah. go home, you just felt
1: so guilty. Yeah, I think so too. And the fact that, you know, I have to pretend to be straight. I don't really, I, I could really enjoy myself in parties. Uh-huh. Say, you know, like, a, a lot of times, the, the allure of parties is getting to know people. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe form attraction and stuff like that. Uh-huh. For me, it felt like forced fun. Huh? Um, because I come into that party as a as, as a different as a as a different person, huh. and so I'm kind of playing a part, <laughs> playing a role. You're role, you trying to be a What was that? Persona. What was the, that?
0: persona looks like or acts like? Is that persona has a has a name or uh, do you get to? say internalize yourself to so say for example um let's say ang isang pangalan niya is uh um say mike okay mike you know that you're going to this party and you have to be this you're mike you're someone who is um ganito med ganito i present someone who's really really sure of himself and all so internalize beyond, kasi ibang personality ka
1: mm-hmm. That's a really good question because um, not exactly yes, but at the same time, not also a no. So I did not have a name for my persona. Uh In fact, the persona, that persona, I would probably name it after my real name, Uh which is weird, right? But ever since I came out and I accepted who I am, I've been introducing myself to people as a different name. Uh-huh. Kind of like a shortened, a shortened version of my name, uh-huh. like a nickname that no one yeah. else uses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, when at the time when I've kind of accepted my identity and I've come up to people, uh-huh. I started introducing myself as this new name. New yeah, yeah. name. I think it was a significant, i think it kind of marked a new era for me, where that I'm no longer that person. This is my. This is my real me. Yeah, just sort of thing. You know, so yeah. it's still very jarring when someone someone calls me by my real name these snips because it reminds me of that version of me the old oh, the old one the old me the old me yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so even though it's my real name i only ever use it really for formal purposes like for government records and stuff like yeah. that, like identification
2: yeah
1: but i don't use that name as much anymore for yeah. with with friends yeah you know just even like even at work i introduce myself as a different name yeah
0: you know yeah. just like me in the uk everyone calls me tony and mm. I, um, because i was working for uh with, with my previous company i was there for 16 years so for 16 years my emails my correspondence how people call me it's tony not Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was I, surprised when someone calls me Anthony. Parang, <clears throat> that's too formal. But when I here new hospital, um, I'm trying to introduce Tony. But people still call me Anthony because he's not in badge. So parang everything, mm-hmm. everyone calls you Anthony, 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 Anthony. Anthony. So parang I, ha- I have to get used of hearing my full my my, my real name again because <laughs> i'm not used to using it anymore now yeah um you mentioned earlier struggle so what are those obvious struggle like you have an internal struggle for yourself
1: mm-hmm. um actually before it. that i just want to comment on what you said because yeah. i just realized it's a short a shortened version of your name anthony yeah which is tony yeah, I kind of adopt. I adopted the same strategy for my, my new identity. It's a my new nickname is a shortened version of my real name. Alright. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's interesting that it's interesting that we use the same we use the same pattern.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh yeah. Because when I UK, parang Anthony is not an, an English name. Mm-hmm. So everyone yeah, is, it's
1: very unusual right it's very yeah. unusual
0: so people will really call you tony
2: mm-hmm.
0: so people will really call you tony mm-hmm. I've, but i've never used tony as my nickname i'm, I'm mm-hmm. when i was in, when i was in another country people call me ton t o n but not tony mm-hmm. so when only when i arrived uh in the uk when people started calling me tony because it's it's uk tony is it's is an english name for them um mm-hmm. Yeah so um okay kana pag usapan yung ano yung struggles
1: Yeah yeah go ahead
0: So um, internally you were struggling with uh with with, with couple of things uh, did it uh, manifest already that struggle physically anjan ba yung nagka pimples kana pumapayat kana or tumataba ka na because you're so stressed um uh, ginawa mo na lang yung binge eating and all or um the anong manifest 'yung tamad ka na bang maligo and all Paraganyan. Mm. ganyan or um yeah uh, are you hurting yourself already and decided to hurt yourself physically or inflict pain because there are some people who does that no pagka-natri-trigger sila some people are can can inflict pain for on, on themselves so anong mga mm. struggle mo na ganyan that na nag-manifest physically kung meron
1: yeah, I don't think I have, I don't think I have, I had any physical um There was something uh, back then that um, I didn't do to myself, mm-hmm. which was self-care, grooming.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had terrible haircut. I didn't comb my hair. I didn't use any uh moisturizer my clothes were like eight years old already I, my 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 socks were my socks had holes and then um
0: your underwear has bacon
1: <laughs> yeah my underwear has bacon <laughs> it has stains it has uh um, it has exposed garter already. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't really care so much about myself. I didn't wear deodorant. Um, I think it manifested in, in in a form where because it's not who I was, I didn't care so much for that person. Yeah. I think.
0: I think so, too. And, I think so
1: too. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no, I, I, I'm just um, agreeing now yeah nga kaya ka na parang you, you you don't you didn't really look after yourself it's because why would i look after this person when i'm not this person yeah
1: yeah yeah and yeah during that time i barely brushed my teeth <laughs> like i think i would brush my teeth like once every two weeks oh my I, God. I just i just was really i was just really um, I was I had terrible grooming habits. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, I barely had none. Uh, so And this yeah, I think I think that's how it manifested in me. Physical manifestation. How long did it uh, went on? It went on for uh until I think I was 23 or 24. That was when I started to be like, you're gonna get a haircut. I'm gonna, after talking you know after you know having therapy going through therapy realizing what was wrong um i started looking after myself uh-huh. and that was a time also when i was earning a bit more money uh-huh. uh look i came i came from i wouldn't say rich family um, maybe middle class uh-huh. we didn't afford the privileges of uh, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. people have some some people have So grooming for me felt like a privilege. Uh Like Buying a deodorant for me was a necessity. Uh I know how hard it is to earn money in the Philippines. So I wouldn't ask for those things from my mom. Uh Um, So uh, grooming was kind of like a nice to have growing up. So when I started earning more money, when I started realizing, look, I can take care of myself and look after myself, Uh that was the time when I actually looked after, I started looking after my hair, my face, my body, Uh my clothes. We evaluated my clothes.
2: Uh
1: I got my teeth done as well. (laughs) Um, You have implants now? No, 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 I just had um, braces. Uh Braces, yeah. Just Uh to fix my uh, under... How do you call that? <coughs> I forgot that. Anyway. <laughs> Under,
0: underbite, ba untaugan. Under yeah, underbite, yeah. Okay. So. so basically, those were your those were your you hitting rock bottom. Parang ganyan na yung sayo. Um when mm-hmm. when did you say when was the crying for help happen? Parang, kasi nung search kanang ano, that was a cry for help, nano. Cause it was difficult mm. for you now. Okay,
1: it was difficult for me. First year, first year in Australia, it was one thing on top of another. It, just, it just kept piling up. Mm. Uh, work was just too crazy, busy. I had no friends. Australia was a culture shock for me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it just felt lonely and dark. I just felt like I was in a dark place. Mm. That I remember going to work on a daily basis taking the train to work and thinking of jumping off the train just so i can just like let go of that feeling because uh-huh. it was just it just kept creeping into me every night and every day uh-huh. so i saw for a therapist which i googled online
2: uh-huh.
1: and um, i did not go i did not meet him with the purpose of trying to sort of my identity crisis uh-huh. i just went to him to explain i'm feeling sad uh-huh. what should i do sort uh-huh. of thing i'm feeling feeling really bad right now uh-huh. that therapist kind of the first five minutes he was like we you have a girlfriend uh-huh. <laughs> and i was like is this a female
0: no. therapist or a male male therapist male therapist okay
1: hmm. and um and then he was like okay so when was your last relationship and i was like um i've never really had one uh-huh. and the therapist was like does that bother you <laughs> and i was taken aback i was like oh um. all i know <laughs> i was like not really, because I you know I'm just focused on work. I'm just focused on my career. Uh-huh. And then he goes back to me, but does it bother you that you haven't had one? <laughs> wow, okay. And then and then and then I think eventually that conversation led me to admit that I was gay. I can't mm-hmm. remember how I, how I, he made me admit that I was gay. Mm-hmm. and then, and then this therapist happened to also be gay. I didn't know. And okay. then, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. because so I, I just looked up therapists online. It's like he was the first one that came up that came up with uh-huh. the results. <clears throat> and then I was like, okay. So now he knows that I'm gay. He's probably the first person I came out to, really. Not my family, not my friends, but a therapist. (laughs) I admitted to a therapist that I was gay. Uh And he helped me uncover that. He helped me sort of like rationalize why I was hiding my identity.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, And then over time, I would see him. And over time, this evolved into a regular thing. With a uh-huh. therapist, I would see him once or twice a week,
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, and I can't remember exactly the details. But there were a lot of things that happened in between, like one time I went to him crying because um, I had a crush on a workmate on a on a colleague of mine, and um, they didn't they didn't. They were straight, obviously, so they didn't reciprocate.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <clears throat> so I came up to him crying and just cried, and he would console me and stuff. And then uh, it actually took like maybe two months before he started giving me tasks. Uh-huh. He just, he just, he just like, for the first two months, were just me explaining how I got to be where I uh, where I was. what right, right then, uh-huh. <clears throat> and. His first task, I remember, uh, for me, because it wasn't going anywhere. I was just like, was basically just talk therapy for the first two months. Yeah. And then, but he helped me uncover what I was feeling. And then also in that therapy, I realized I was homophobic. I was at the same time racist. Oh, wow. um, yeah. Because I remember him asking, why don't you want to be gay? Why don't, why don't you want to admit you're gay? And I remember telling him, I said, because I'm not like them. I don't want to have diseases. Okay. Benun, Benun Ka uh-huh. at that time. And that's probably why I was hyped. I, was, I didn't want that real self to come up because that's how I viewed my real self. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this, this, this atrocious person uh-huh. who will um, probably get diseases and stuff uh-huh. <clears throat> i remember also telling him that um, 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 i hated australia because i remember i think i don't want to talk about it <laughs> maybe, maybe another time okay it's, but, a- but it, it it it's um But basically, I realized I was homophobic and racist. Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember his response to that answer of mine. He said, you don't know that. You can be gay and not be promiscuous. You can be gay and live like a normal life. Why do you think all gays are like that? Mm -hmm. And I was, again, I was taken aback because no one has really viewed gays from that perspective Yeah, all my family, all my friends they would always view gays as these very promiscuous people
2: Uh
1: at the same time knowing for a fact that he was gay as well and he Mm -hmm. was living a normal life and he was a really good therapist Uh it helped change my perspective Mm -hmm. in in a way and so his first testimony was like you know you're going to meet a lot of good gay people um, so I want you to come to this peer gay, gay peer meeting of friends. Uh-huh. It's just a bunch of you know, young gay people who meet every Saturday at the picnic and get to know each other. Uh-huh. And, uh, but the thought of going there was already very scary for me at that time. It was scary.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it was
1: like, <laughs> okay. So was <laughs> like, and he tried to ease me into it. He's like, "This is the address. This is where the park is. You don't have to meet them. You can just like watch from side uh-huh. and observe uh-huh. what's yeah. happening. Yeah, so that's what I did. I, I, I showed up that I didn't I didn't join the group. I was just like looking from afar.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And then I saw this group of gay guys, and they're like, oh they look normal and like happy and just enjoying each other's company. Uh But I still was afraid to mingle. So I didn't really join in. Um, And then his second task, I remember, was uh, go on. Okay, so where was I? Um, Yeah, so his second second task. So his second task was for me to go on a gay dating app, any gay dating app. So he recommended a few things for me. I think it was grinder. it was jacked um, I think the other one was Blued. Um, I remember specifically putting up my profile on jacked first. Uh, I'm not familiar, I guess, with Jacked. No.
0: I'm not sure if it's, a... it's probably Australian.
1: Yeah. I think it's very... Um, well, from what I noticed, it's very, uh, the demographics in Jack are mostly Asian people.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, I think maybe because it's more popular in Asia. Perhaps. Ah, okay, okay, Um So that's where I, that's where I went to. Because in my head, Grindr was too, too, too obvious for me. <laughs> so I went to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I did put up a profile. It was a it was an empty profile. I just put my details, but there had there was no photo. Uh-huh. And then the next task he gave me was like talk to people there, just message them. Uh-huh. And then if you like, we are talking to share a photo uh-huh. of yourself. Uh-huh. And just prefacing this right that these were things that he obliged me to do these were things that he suggested i do but was optional for me uh-huh. it was just like let give it a try you don't have to do it for an accession and stuff but i was curious and um, it kind of it made it kind of gave me an excuse to do it anyway because i was like oh someone else told me to do it so i'm just gonna do it yeah at least it felt like it wasn't something i did intentionally yeah <laughs> maybe maybe
0: <laughs> yeah it's true. sorry i've just downloaded this because it's my assignment
1: yeah it's my assignment it, it, <laughs> it, it felt non-committal it felt more like yeah it's yeah. like yeah it's not you it's not it's not really you so you can kind of like distance yourself from this action and exactly you know, watch yourself do this from a perspective uh uh, so yeah I started talking to people and all that um, I didn't really meet anyone
2: uh-huh. at
1: all but were you able to chat During with people that period of, I was able to chat with people but the time, the moment they ask for pictures you know, they didn't uh, okay so I would I would kind of like retract and be like just go silent for just go silent go, <laughs> go block organ <laughs> Ghoster. Oh, you're a
0: ghost or <laughs> <a> ghost. Star. <laughs> ghost <star. laughs> oh my god, you're a ghost.
1: Star. And then um, and then I remember one of his next tasks were come out to one person. It could wow. be a friend, it could wow. be that was different. That was really hard because I have never come out to anyone. Uh-huh. But did you do it? Um, I did it, so I had lunch with my sister in the city.
0: So you, so um, you came
1: out first with who? The first
0: person, your sister.
1: So, I, yeah. So that time, my sister was already in Australia, so uh-huh. I invited her for lunch in the city, and I was like, so we went to this. Um, we walked near the harbor, uh-huh. and uh, we sat. We sat to we sat close to a bench in there, you know, there feeding the birds and stuff like that. So it was a nice day. Uh-huh. And I remember it just it was very windy. I remember her hair was <laughs> this is extra detail, but it just felt very cinematic for me at that moment at the time. And it was windy, there were birds flying, the sun was the sun was shining nice. Uh-huh. Um, um there was a bit of um coldness to the weather uh-huh. um, because it was still like august which is uh, late oh, winter in australia yeah yeah there was a bit of fog as well so it the 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 <laughs> the surroundings kind of set up the mood in a way uh-huh. uh so it's kind of like a mixture of like excitement and and fear Uh all together and i remember just looking towards her face and saying and then i remember her reaction was uh was a poker face she was she didn't say anything for like a few seconds and then he, her first message, her first words were like Belega. That's how she said it. He was like, "Oh, Delega, I'm happy for you. Oh I will still love you no matter what. And I was expecting kind of like, "Huh?"
2: Kind of
1: <laughs> I was expecting oh, some hell reaction hell that was like bizarre. Uh-huh. Oh, but she she paused for like. Several seconds, looked at me straight in the eye and said, and said, If Toto, I don't care, I love you no matter what, you're my brother. Um, and, and then I was taken aback because I was expecting a totally different response. But uh-huh. it, it, it shattered my expectations because she took it really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she didn't say anything that felt confront confrontational
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, if anything i was disappointed that you learned your reaction yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you prepared for the worst <laughs> case scenario because because i prepared for it to be the worst case scenario i prepared yeah. for like a long debate a long discussion
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, like,
1: yeah i was ready to cry well, no she instead she tried to get to know me more like, oh, when did you start having feelings for this yeah. uh did you date any guys in the past and stuff like that yeah. oh is this uh but she was never judging she was never uh, confrontational she was she just really wanted to get to know me and Is she older than you and, um, yeah she's 10 years older than me uh
0: good job ate we love you Ate.
1: <laughs> yeah i know so it was um it was a good e- first experience of uh-huh. coming out so i was like i came out of that conversation feeling oh no it's not as hard as i thought it's not as terrible as i thought uh-huh. Wow, it's it's actually it's actually not bad. Yeah, maybe I can do this more with other people. Uh-huh. So I I went back to my therapist and explained what happened, and the therapist was very. I bet your I therapists like, were over the moon. Yeah, and my therapist was just like, "See, I told you, it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's not a big deal," and he said to me, "If." if 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 anyone can't accept you for coming out, yeah they are not your family. Mm. So, yeah. They are not your real family. And that just means you find family elsewhere. Yeah. I need to stop I need to stop pleasing the people that I want to please I need to find the people who will accept me of course and love me for who I am yeah so cut back to next year in Sydney where I was assigned for work in Melbourne uh-huh. and that was an opportunity for me to start from scratch and actually start introducing myself to new people as uh-huh. you know as this gay person. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't obviously say, hi, I'm more, I'm, I'm this yeah, guy. Hi. Or, um, D-A-Y. I'm, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, hi, gay. It wasn't like that. But when I moved to Melbourne, when people asked me who my girlfriend was or I'm dating anyone, I told them, oh, I'm dating this guy. I'm looking at this guy. I'm, I'm uh-huh. seeing this guy or stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> because when I moved to Melbourne, that was the time when I actually started meeting the people on apps. So Jack. Yeah. And you started so looking that after yourself. Like well. Yeah, I started start, so looking after myself. And then, and then I realized it was supposed to be just a temporary assignment in Melbourne. And then I, I said, look, I just want to live here. So I looked for a place here. My company, the company that I was working for, was very supportive. And they'd be like, yeah, you can move there in Melbourne. We'll support you. We can, mm-hmm. we can, we can help you travel in our client sites and stuff yeah so that was nice
0: sorry Lance were you not worried that you're moving to Melbourne and you won't be able to talk to your therapist anymore
1: I thought of that I think we've been talking a lot at that time it felt like I was ready to be on my own sort of thing uh, I did miss talking to him do you still get yeah, to
0: uh, talk to him now or even outside as patient, are you? did you remain friends?
1: Not really, but I went back to him two years later uh-huh. when I went to Sydney for a vacation uh-huh. and explained to him what has happened in my life since the last time I talked to him. Uh-huh. And he was just overjoyed. I remember us crying in that room together. He didn't charge me for anything. He just gave me a hug. I gave him a thank you card. Uh-huh. Uh oh. I, I still remember what I wrote in that card. It was like, thank you for helping me realize I was beautiful and that it there is a world out there with beautiful people who will love me back. That's <laughs> so really like, cool. That's a letter.
0: those are really, really powerful words. Ah, na ako. <laughs> <Liluluwa> ako. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so when I moved to Melbourne, it was really, it was just me trying to be me, trying to start from scratch. It was trying to forge my real identity. It was also me trying to really get to know myself, my real self. So obviously part of that was, you know, meeting guys, exploring gay sex, uh-huh. um, and, um, and looking after myself.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah i think I think from then on um yeah, i was happier i was a lot lot happier because i was no longer in the confines of 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 people around me who uh, who saw me from a different persona uh-huh. because when i was in sydney uh, i introduced myself as that old person or uh-huh. when i moved to Melbourne, i introduced myself as This person, this this real uh, person who was attracted to gay guys and I felt no remorse about it. Um, So there was no expectation for me in Melbourne to act as someone else because everyone knew me as who I was. Because you started a clean slate in Melbourne. I started a clean slate. That was also the time when I introduced myself as this new name. A shortened version of my real name,
2: uh-huh. uh
1: huh. It was, yeah, it was easier that way. I had, yeah, I had I met people and started dating. I met my boyfriend, um, my current boyfriend four years ago.
2: Uh
1: huh. have a boyfriend now? <clears throat> um, I did, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've been together for four years now. Wow, so I had, wow. I had. I had relationships before my current boyfriend. Uh-huh. They're a long distance relationship, so it was uh-huh. hard. Um, but yeah, now, now I'm in a happier place. And I think a lot of it was definitely just getting to know more people who were like me and realizing that I wasn't alone. And these people who were like me weren't as bad as I thought because uh-huh. I painted a picture of the gay community as this um, uh, so, and Gomorrah, image yeah. of uh, sinful gay people, mm-hmm. which was I kind of, which was kind of established in me growing up as this very religious in, in this very religious family. Mm-hmm. So, but that changed, and I realized all of oh, this. There's, there's so many beautiful people out there, very kind, very loving, and they're gay, and they just happen to be gay. That's, that's Are you still not just still go a mass? no (laughs) i think i think maybe because of that experience i've kind of let go Uh of that uh, part Uh Um, yeah i I haven't been practicing my religion for a while now Uh i've sort of um kind of distanced myself from it um, Uh because of previous experiences yes but um yeah how about you are you are you are you are you still yourself um going to go to
0: master yourself i'm not a practice i'm I'm not a practicing catholic but i pray a lot uh i'm not practicing yeah i pray a lot like i i pray a lot like a lot Mm -hmm. um let's go back again Dun sa therapist mo, how many assignments Mm -hmm. has he asked you to do so from coming from joining this make joining a peer group um putting yourself mm-hmm. up a dating site, uh come out to one person. And then what was next then? And Marami siyang assignment sa Yeah, I
1: think those were like the uh critical ones that critical. were kind of yeah life, like sort um, of like life changing sort of but there yeah. were other assignments in between there were like I need to write a blog and uh-huh. just explain my real Uh Uh, which I did and then there was also uh, there were a bunch of read this book, read this book she Uh, recommended me some books to read about sexuality Uh the gender spectrum Uh um, uh, internalized homophobia Uh Um, um, those those readings helped me uh, get a perspective of what I was going through Uh Um, those things definitely helped as well um can't remember in other things. I think the other things were mostly just uh, writing down my feelings throughout the day, uh-huh. uh, my thoughts, um, uh-huh. other things were like,
0: like
1: journal, Oh no. journal that was the other thing was he asked me to go more to parties, didn't right? necessarily gay people. Uh, just to expose myself out there, uh-huh. um, go to um, go to a bar, a gay bar. So that was one. But I didn't. because if I if in my head, if I was gonna do that, I wanted to go with someone na kilalao, that I can trust. Uh-huh. Yeah, true, true.
0: Uh, that's, that's that's a good that's a good that's a good uh, That's a good thing. kang yeah. kasama na tao trust that's, that's good, yeah.
1: Exactly,
0: and then from, from then, um, little by little, like clarity, especially, um, a little, uh, even before you moved back to Melbourne, your headspace are started to clear already.
1: Oh, I didn't start clear, I was feeling better at work, um. I was feeling more a bit comfortable of my identity. So obviously, not not exactly one hundred percent yet. There are one thing I left out from these from from my story is when I moved to Melbourne. There was actually one other group. Of, there was actually one other activity that was very instrumental in my road to accepting myself. Uh-huh. So obviously, when I was in Melbourne, I wanted to find friends who were like me. Uh-huh. So. It was kind of like me trying to join a a group of gay friends in the park sort of thing. Uh I did it in Melbourne for the first time. It wasn't exactly a gay group that met themselves, met each other in the park on a weekly basis. Uh It was a workshop. It was a workshop for gay people, for young gay people that was organized by uh, Foreign Harbor. Which is like a, a nonprofit non profit organization that's mm-hmm. I believe tied with the mobile works with the mobile government to help mm-hmm. with um, you know a lot of gay issues in the city or in the in the in the uh, region. So they they work on stuff like mm-hmm. um, HIV prevention, HIV mm-hmm. seminars, HIV they workshops. Uh, mm. Provide information for getting vaccines. Mm. Uh, they provide they provide um, uh, adi- uh, additional support for uh, gay, lgbtqi plus um, related events like, planning the booths or taking care of um, mostly volunteering work. So they're there are a number of organizations basically focusing on helping LGBTI commu- the LGBTI community to thrive uh-huh. um, and keeping everyone safe. So one of their one of their programs was this thing called Young and Gay. I don't know if it's still named as such today. Young and gay. Young and Gay.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So basically it's a six, six or seven week workshop where you are in this where you join a room full of gay people uh-huh. uh in their under 30s so i think 25 to 30 was the age i can't remember yeah and each week we discuss a topic that's close to people of uh to the gay community so i think uh-huh. i remember first week was um, I think first week was just getting to know each other. Second week was about relationships. Third week was uh, about sdi HIV. Fourth week was about um, gay sex. Fifth week was about coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and maybe, and maybe doing injustice with the ordering, but those were the number of topics. Were uh-huh. six week. Uh, I think one of the other topics was around. Um, getting to know an HIV-positive person. So there was an HIV-positive person who joined us in the panel discussing their experience. Um, uh, and, and a lot of just things that we don't really get to learn in school about being gay, like stuff like douching, wearing condoms, prep, pep, uh, lube, um, <laughs> anal sex. How, 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 to properly
0: uh, use, how to properly put a condom
1: how to properly put a condom. Uh, I also found out that condoms have an expiry have an expiry date, <laughs> um, <laughs> and condom, what to do. When... And
0: condoms are being are supposed to be used for half an hour only. Yeah, stuff
1: like that. Um, there are also like lessons around douching, or how to use a douche, why you need to use a douche, <laughs> um, what to do when you get an exposure, where to get a uh-huh. prep, where to get pep um also there were things like um you know um, um safe safe sex foreplay yeah uh, preferences um um uh, also discrimination in the community that was also discussed i think one of the other uh, one of the topics that was really very impactful for me was the coming out uh-huh. um work, uh, session so basically we because Basically the workshop happened, uh, they do it for in batches. So there's only like 10 people every workshop, 10 or 12, mm-hmm. something like that. And in the coming out session, they go around the panel one by one and asks everyone to just tell tell their coming up story. Optionally, mm-hmm. of course, like, like they did mm-hmm. they did it what they didn't force people to come out. Yeah. But I remember listening to other people's coming up stories and I felt like, oh my god, that's very similar to mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was a lot of crying and, you know, mm-hmm. um, release. Re- there was a lot of relief from, you know, sharing those stories, which is good. It was just really nice to hear. And uh, the gay community, there's a lot of people who are very supportive within the gay community. to help people come out of their shelves yeah. and discover themselves and uh, explore gay sex safely. Uh-huh. And, with, with. and i think that was very that, that whole workshop was very instrumental uh-huh. in, in 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 getting to know myself because i met peers in that workshop who i think three of them became like really close friends who i still talk even until today good um so yeah that was that was a good experience and from then. Did, Did you share your, your coming out, out, out story? Yeah, I shared my coming out story. Uh, with, uh, Did you cry? Uh, sure. No, no, not actually. I think at that point, it was what I
0: was headspace was Yeah,
1: my headspace was clearer. Uh, I've already come out to other people. Yeah, so
0: exactly. Uh-huh.
1: I was kind of used, I was already used to coming out at that time. Uh-huh. It just helped to also come out to a group because so I usually yeah. come out individually. Yeah. Um, but that time I came out to a group. But and anyway, it wasn't really coming out per se because you joined that workshop uh-huh. with a bunch of gay people. So everyone knows you're already okay. gay.
2: So.
1: <laughs> Wait, a question. I know you've come out
0: with, with people already and was there yeah. an instance when the reception was not favorable or wasn't good reaction? from either no. your family or your friends
1: no the person you know huh? i think i think one thing you develop as a skill as well um, is uh as a gay person is knowing who to come out to okay you you you, you in, sometimes you just know sometimes sometimes coming out of a person who's very close-minded isn't worth it so you just don't do it
2: ah uh, okay Okay. And I
1: know people who would not take my coming out story very well. I, I know a lot of them, and I just don't come out to those people. Mm. Um, like I said, you Kanina, know, like you know, it's a matter of you know, you choose your family, you choose the yeah. family, you choose your friends, you choose the people who know will love you for who you are. Um, but maybe eventually, you know, maybe at some point, they'll they'll find out they realize I'm gay and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll have a better reaction than what I have in mind. That I don't feel obligated to come out to those people, which are still... Yeah.
0: You know, we were talking about your, ano, yung, yung, uh, yung parang workshop na inatinan mo. You know, I attended almost the same workshop way back in the Philippines. I was in, right. I was in university Tapos, it's raised on a foundation. There was this ano, um comedy bar club called Library, the library that's in Malate.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yung may-ari noon, founded, uh, not really founded, I don't know what, so so they, they come up with this library foundation. So, so, he's put up a foundation for MSM. So, men having sex with men. So, ganyan. Kasi nga, parang, parang kaya tinawag naman men having sex with men kasi may mga tao who don't want to relate themselves as gay, they wanted to relate mm-hmm. themselves as bisexual. So, since, kahit bisexual ka naman or gay, you still have sex with men. So, the, kaya tinawag siya na MSM. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's, um it's a weekend thing. You, you leave, and, and this is for free, ha? Huh? Totally for free. Everything mm-hmm. is free. All you need to do is just go there. So, um, so pupunta kayo sa makati uh, mayroong parking lot me sa Medusitani Hotel Atayan tapos may may air condition na bus all of you will will stay and you will be in laguna and and your your um your gadgets will be wala pa namang telepono nun eh. so your wristwatch will be your camera will be uh will be um confiscated bibigyan na sa sayo pa pagbika na para you don't have any sense of time so lahat yan puro bading and all so kumusta naman pagsama-sama mo yung mga bading na yan and all and um, i got to meet a lot of a lot of people actually uh, i am still in touch and friend with one of them na nakasama ko dun sa sa ano na yon sa sa sa, sa ano na yon sa the uh, workshop na yon uh it's friday saturday and then we went down Manila on Sunday. And the same thing. Uh merong lecture about HIV, my lecture about sex, my lecture about, about a lot of things about being gay and all. And the community, the community is being introduced. I remember meron yang an yang tick folder, and taught the folder amaranth tapos meron yung t-shirt na may hood na Amaranth ah, din yung nakasulat. I remember there were two that I ordered. One is basta white at saka blue ata yung hoodie niya. Tapos isang black naman yung hoodie niya. Um, ang ganda-ganda noon kasi meron siyang folder tapos parang siyang may may mga let may mga lectures don may mga stories Tapos there's a letter of a coming out story na binasa namin that were all of us crying. Kasi sobrang ganda. Oh. It, was, it was a true-to-life story. It was a coming out story nung isang um, American na hindi niya magawang mag-come mag- out. So he sent a letter to his parents. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, hindi siya natanggap so he committed suicide. Oh
1: gosh.
0: I know, it was very tragic. Pero it was a beautiful, beautiful story. So ang ganda nun kasi we managed to build up a community. And um, I think I was batch 12 already during that time. Um, mm. Sobrang ganda, may sports fest pa yan and all. Sayang nga, hindi ko na lang talaga na-meet yung, yung mga ibang nandon. Pero iisa na lang talaga yung nakilala ko na talaga nakikita ko. But yeah, I, I've encountered what you've encountered masarap yung feeling niya kasi parang yes i know you're gay pero hindi lahat ng tao are lucky na very open i remember hmm. ang in sa akin nun was my boyfriend then
2: <laughs>
0: oh Anong boyfriend uh. na una siya sa akin tapos ako yung sinunod niya ayun tapos he was my visitor no allowed mag-visitor for the evening, so siya yung pumunta sa akin na nagvisit. But
1: yeah, mm, that's really cute. Uh, how, how how old were you when this happened? I
0: was in the I was in university. Um, Oh, was, uni, uh, so oh parang mga 19 oh to magenyan twenty uh, magenyan uh, oh magenyan ganyan, ganyan but na. But it's
1: it, it's really nice, you know, when, when these workshops are accessible to people across, yeah. like cause they're very valuable. Yeah, they're, they're not just there to help you keep safe. They're, they're also there to help you accept yourself and accept the yeah. people around you. It's, so, very lo- it's a very loving environment. Yeah. And I feel like I, I, wish, I wish it were more visible for everyone to attend to because a yeah. lot of times you, you, you really have to find these things. You need to have connections to know if these things exist. Hmm. So I wish nga may yeah.
2: mga guidance
0: eh, kasi sobrang sarap nung nung peer group na ganyan or na meron kang workshop na atinan about about yourself, about in sexuality and all. Although parang feeling ko naman kasi marami na sa internet and all sa parang because during that time, eh, the yung, yung, yung information was not particularly open. But eh, mo mm-hmm. more than the information, it was the experience that I actually enjoyed. And the people that I mm-hmm. met along the way. People,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. And I think I think the modern day version of that is something like Twitter Spaces, for instance. Yeah. Where, you know, I know when Twitter Spaces came out last year, there were yeah. a lot of... Um, Spaces dedicated to exploring gay life and exploring. Um, yeah. uh, they they had like speakers every night, yeah. talk about uh, the gay experience. Uh-huh. I thought I think that was really beautiful, and uh-huh. I think that's that's helped. I think a lot of us in the community to be connected more with each other, uh, and in a way, very similar experience, although digital it's 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 good to see it a bit, bit more accessible these days uh-huh. um although i think that the that i have from the usual trend last year where we had like official speakers like, from from this department from this that, deviate na twitter spaces to to more conversational topics yeah uh, mm-hmm. which is still good um i think the when only did, thing now, when did you start um twitter spaces Actually, last year when it came out exactly um, right I okay. remember the first week when it's when it came out everyone was like oh just getting to know each other uh-huh. it opened up a new era of, of outdoor world <laughs>
0: like you <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah um story um so mm. eventually you managed to to find yourself and what a I transformation know. I can't imagine that you didn't brush. I can't imagine that you didn't it you didn't it or whatsoever. but look at you now you're so stylish you're so you're so guapo. you're so looking your oh, best you. at this time so mm-hmm. you really really found yourself now and and I think um, uh, you sounded happier you sounded um, at peace. I said earlier, your yeah. headspace is in a really, really better uh, better um, place. So what's the future install for lads, for you? Mm.
1: Yeah, so my boyfriend and I are getting I need to get married next year. So oh you know, my God! When, 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 when years, would that be? Um, Can I sing at your wedding? Ha <laughs> ha! want to volunteer. I know, right? Re- yeah. I'll let you know. That oh, um, still, no, we're still planning
0: about. It. Went, mo. <laughs> oh, that
1: will be nice. That'll be yes. awesome, actually. The thing is uh, legal lause si yung gain energy to Australia since yes. 2018, I think. 2018. Uh-huh. So we're gonna have a piece of that. Wait, Our parents um, already know about us. Captain, is, is your
0: boyfriend Filipino or or Australian?
1: He's Filipino, but sa, eh, lumaki in New Zealand, and then his family moved to Melbourne in high school. All right, then, okay, okay. So he doesn't really speak real Tagalog, but he, he understands some words.
2: Uh-huh. Nice. So no,
1: yeah, it was cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, definitely that, and you know, I I haven't told you yet, but my family and my parents already know about us, so it's it's not really, it's not really an issue anymore so much, and um, yeah, these days, yeah, I just want to I just want to I just want to enjoy life really, these days and just meet meet people, you know, have these great experiences uh, with friends, uh, things I haven't done in the past. Uh, I think one, one thing that I wanted to explore was like Twitter called love joke. I think maybe in a few years time. Uh, um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God just <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay I'm just kidding just kidding but who knows you know one one day it might happen maybe it's, it's in my bucket list but yeah, just very hopeful in the future and uh, I'm actually really happy really happy to say when I look at the younger generations these days uh-huh. like, it's it's easier for them to be gay and come out and yeah. Uh, sure show their your boyfriends online it's really nice it's really nice to see yeah i think uh, during our time um were, uh, doing those things were definitely hard um, it was almost it's like very taboo uh, I, yeah taboo it's almost like identity suicide once once you come up with a boyfriend how people media. live
0: together pa
1: Oh, but now people are generally more supportive. Eh? Uh-huh. It's no longer seen as a uh, as a despicable thing. So I think as as a as a society we've evolved evolve mm. over time. Um, and hopefully, I'm 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 really excited to see that become a bit more bit be, be, be more easier for be more easy for a lot of people in the Philip in, in, in more conservative countries like the Philippines or maybe, uh, yeah. In, in other different places, the uh, Paganka progressive, uh-huh. it's it's good to see that as a society as a whole, we have come a long way in yeah. in and recognizing the existence of the gay community and uh, and mm. and recognizing their rights
2: uh-huh.
1: and uh, uh, yeah, so are you, active,
2: kind
0: of, are you active in the gay community in Melbourne?
1: Generally, I do actually, uh, I do volunteer here and there for um, for, um, for Harbor, where I provide. Uh, mm-hmm. I go to saunas to how to call this to provide not medical advice, but to provide advice on where to go if they have medical concerns. So and have and have fun like on the side, side. as just kidding. I'm trying to decide as well. Just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I
1: can't do that when I'm volunteering better. Yeah, of course. After, after, after my thing, I can do stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's more like uh, this is where you need to go. This is the doctor you need to see. Mm-hmm. These, are your, uh, these are the GPs around your area, stuff like that. We're just providing them the, uh, where they can get the information they need for any medical concerns they have around uh-huh. sexual health. Uh-huh. You
0: know, That's nice, that's really nice, that's really nice. Um, Very, uh, very good. Um, um, So your future is bright, I must say. Um, I must say, Lance, um, you are on the right track. Um, You're doing really well, you have a really good relationship. You do volunteer work for the community, which is so nice. how how i wish i could do that and maybe probably this podcast is my little contribution to the community and um it is being on twitter spaces all the time um yeah you
1: do a lot more work than i do definitely i mean (laughs) one of the reasons why i actually appreciate you uh opening up this episode because um in a way i kind of wish i had someone then growing up to tell me that you know it's okay to be gay. Yeah. And of this episode, whoever is listening to this episode, to look at Islam, they feel a bit more open to you know, accepting themselves and stuff like that. They are ever feeling like lost and lonely. Yeah. And your podcast is like, it's very helpful to a lot of people. Oh,
0: thank you. Right. So I'll give you the floor. Um, if there's anything you wanted to say, if there's someone listening, or probably may kakilala sila, kaibigan nila, kapatid nila, nila, or whoever who couldn't find themselves, um, who is at loss or living in the closet. Um, what would you mm-hmm. tell them?
1: So the first thing I'd tell them would be, uh, don't Don't ever feel alone because you're not alone. You are normal the way you are. Don't think of yourself as an outlier as different from other people because you're not you're just made to feel that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But do not allow yourself to feel that way because the truth is you are still just a human being. You have emotions, you have feelings. you're attracted to people. And there's nothing wrong with that. There definitely is nothing wrong with that. And that's part of growing up. It's part of our experience as human beings. If you ever feel alone, adit me. You know where to find us. We're on Twitter, the Twitter spaces. You get to know the people around you. A simple Google search will actually help you find the people who will. Who will understand you for who you are who will mm. love you for who you are um, do not live in the dark and uh know that there's always someone there willing really to get you out of the dark um and that's but not the least just know that whatever people say you're beautiful and you need to believe in that
0: Yeah, so, yeah, lad, thank you for for I know, for saying yes to this. And what a beautiful and very inspiring story. I wanted to say kudos to your therapist. Whoever he is, whatever mm-hmm. his name is, kung makikita mo siya and all, just tell him na, yung kesa na a podcast, and my God, yung...
1: impact niya, <laughs> yeah. so wonderful.
0: Yeah, yung, yung impact niya, the way he actually... You, how he Mm. created you to, para nilabas kanya, to a beautiful butterfly, and how he did Mm. that, or the process itself Mm. was beautiful. Um, Mm. God has his own way of seeing, of doing things. And that particular moment, yun na yung talagang kailangan mo and siya yung binigay ni God sa'yo na maging therapist mo. Kasi, That's true. Kung halimbawa siguro babae or lalaki na straight ang naging therapist mo, they it's won't really be different able to relate experience. to you. Yeah, they, will, they won't be able to relate to you. And mm-hmm. yeah, so, that that in itself was was a miracle talaga na siya yung naging therapist mo. And really kudos to mm-hmm. him. And, para siya tuloy nagkaroon ng ano, nagkaroon ng anak na pinanganak niya and then here you are now. <laughs> Parang ganyan. Ang, ang ganda. Ang ganda and, and I am so, I'm so honored to hear your story. Nung nung sinashare mo siya sa Twitter Space ko last week, kinurot mo na ako agad, sabi ko, Shucks, why this story is not being heard by a lot of people? Why his story is just being heard from only few of us? Um, and dami-daming tao na struggle ng identity in itself. Yeah. Um, and this your story only proves one thing: na you don't need to be someone else's. You just have to be authentic. Yeah. You just have to be true to yourself, and you just have to, yeah. you just have to, you just have to unleash that ano that fabulousness inside you. Kasi, yun ka eh. You just have to yeah. be real and all. And thank you for, wow. uh, thank you for teaching us the value of being authentic and being, ano, being true to, your, to ourselves. Kasi most of the time, sa dinami-dami ng mga nangyayari sa paligid natin, sa mga, mga unnecessary uh, uh, mga mga tipong ano mga unnes- unnecessary words na matatanggap mo sa tao at saka yung mga ang mga phrases minsan kasi nawawala ka sa, sa sarili mo eh kasi parang yung kung mga kulay kang pinipintasan lalagihin negative naman yung feelings mo pag ito overphrase naman ng mga tao luwala ka yung ulo mo nawawala ka dun sa own core mo and hearing mm-hmm. your story allows us, allowed me, and hopefully the other people who will be listening to this podcast as well, will allow them to go back to the basic, which is really just to be yourself. And finding yourself is the most beautiful thing that can ever happen to anyone. And you allowed us to, hey, post muna, ka mo na sa sarili mo. And, this is who you are. Thank mm-hmm. you, Lance. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Beautiful realization. Sobra grabe. Kaya ako naiyak kanina kasi parang shocks. Karabi naman to. Parang, 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 basta, iba, iba, it
1: wasn't, It hits it, different, right? Oh. Yeah, it hits. I think it's a universal experience. It's a universal experience.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: everyone goes through it, I think. Uh, as gay people telling it's it's something we all struggle with. Uh, we have we had we had to go through a bit more than yeah uh, than kids these days. Which I'm not complaining about. I mean yeah. it's it's good that kids these days are feeling less of the pressure to be who they are. Uh, you know what... Go go on go on, go on. Yeah go ahead yeah
2: no, no you were saying something. Uh, no, I think I think
0: that was all. Yeah, yeah. You do you know, which reminds me. Uh, the other day, yeah, the other day, the other evening. So my my, my university friend da na na, na base of states who were traveling in Europe and then uh, stayed here in London for a couple of nights. So the other night we were drinking um before their flight kanina, uh, so. Nalala ko yung husband niya, tinanong ako, sabi yung ganun, bakit madaming successful na gay people? Sabi ko, you know why? Kasi in the society, yung mga cisgender, yung mga lalaki at babae na straight, you don't really need to prove yourself to the world. Wala kayong masyadong effort na gagawin. naran like sa amen na, na member na community, we have to prove ourselves not just twice, but ten times we have to work hard and prove ourselves na hindi porket... Kasi minority na kami sa society as member of the community. So because of that, kailangan namin yung prove yung sarili namin na hindi kami minority lang. Hindi kami considered na ganito lang. Hindi dahil ba din kami ganito na lang kami. You know, we can actually be uh, the same as you. Like, we can be the same as cisgender who are nurses, who are doctors, who are engineers, who are, who, who who whatever you guys do, we can also do. And in fact, even better. So, sabi ko sa kanya, kaya ganun yung ano namin, kasi doon kami nagumpisa na parang lahat ng opportunity hindi sa sa'yo, kasi badin ka eh. Parang alam mo yun, hindi ka pwede kasi badin ka. And even up to now, may mga tao na hindi makapag-express ng sarili nila kasi bawal sa school. Kanyan, buti na lang yung DepEd, mabait na, na tumatanggap na ng mga studyante. Hopefully, hindi lang studyante ang tatanggapin nila. Pati yung mga transgender teacher who wanted to express themselves. sa so, sana maging ganun na mag-evolve na. Because they found themselves already pero hindi naman nila ma-enjoy yung buong sarili nila. So parang, what's the mm, point yeah. of living? Kung hindi naman the mm. opportunity equally. Parang yeah. ganyan. So,
1: it's a really good thing. Oh, sorry to cut you off. Though. No, no, no. That, that's think, cool. um, yeah, it's, it's really great thing you put that up. It, it reminds us that the struggle is not done yet. There's still a struggle for a lot of us. Particularly for the transgender people. Uh, even, even women, you can say the same thing. That yeah. women have to do twice or twice thr- yeah. as hard as men in general, just to, just to feel accepted in the society or to, or to feel valued equally as men in the society. So the struggle is still there. I think, uh, well, hopefully the things we do in our community will help you know, um, reduce that struggle over time. Mm -hmm. There are actually real people doing the real work out there, doing the lobbying, doing the hard stuff, like um, um, actually uh, doing workshops with people and uh, reaching out to the hard people. They need the support from us, Mm -hmm. really. And um, yeah, we just keep doing what we need to do to get us out of this (laughs) hole.
0: Anyway, I'm not gonna take much of your time, Lance. I know it's a Saturday morning there in Australia. Mm.
1: <laughs> uh, I have a scheduled monkeypox vaccine after this.
0: <laughs> well, really? That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, my gay nephew is is back in Melbourne. Uh, mm. yeah, I should actually introduce you two together because Nasab peta Twitter. Mm. Uh, yes, yeah, so it would be Sounds nice. But nice. para Na magdadala sa kanya sa kanyang maturity oh my god he's, 20, he's 21 years old but he doesn't look and act like 21 so probably kailangan niya magkaroon ng mentor like you <laughs> thanks Lance and um, also, yeah. thanks so much Tony I'll see you on Twitter Spaces Finding yourself may sound like an inherently self-centered goal it is actually an unselfish process that is at the root of everything we do in life In order to be the most valuable person to the world around us, we have to first know who we are, what we value, and in effect, what we have to offer. This personal journey is one every individual will benefit from taking. It is a process that involves breaking down, shedding layers that do not serve us in our lives and do not reflect who we really are. Yet, It also involves a tremendous act of building up, recognizing who we want to be and passionately going about fulfilling our unique destiny, whatever that may be. It is a matter of recognizing our personal power yet being open and vulnerable to our experiences. It is not something to fear or avoid, berating ourselves along the way, but rather something to seek out with the curiosity and compassion we would have toward a fascinating new you. Just like what Lance has written to his therapist, I quote, thank you for helping me believe that I am beautiful and for helping me discover that there are a lot of beautiful people out there just like me, end of quote. I hope you will find that person who will help you find yourself just like what happened to Lance. Well, another episode has ended. I hope you enjoyed it. Please do not forget uh, to share my podcast to your family and friends. And please do not forget to follow and subscribe for more episodes of my podcast. Well, till next time, everybody, this is Tony reminding each and every one of you that we are all beautiful like every colors of the rainbow. Till next time, everybody. God
2: bless. Bye, everybody. Bye.